Welcome back, everyone, to Common Sense Choices, and I'm Linda Tupin. Today is episode number 22. If you just stumbled in here by accident for the very first time, or maybe you heard about our topic and you came here on purpose, welcome. Pull up a seat and enjoy the conversation. We're glad to have you. For those of you who have been with me for a portion of our journey since December the 2nd, or you've been with me for all 21 previous episodes, episodes. It's because of you guys that our podcast is receiving wonderful reviews. Thank you for your likes. Thank you for your comments. And thank you for your shares, because that's actually what makes our podcast work. So thank you all so very, very much. Well, this week, God gave you a present. It came wrapped in a box with a great big bow and inside was 168 hours, 10,080 minutes. And he said, spend it. And you get to spend it on anything you want to spend it on because everything you're spending time on is a choice. And of course, choices accumulate over our life. In addition, tonight, when you lay your head on the pillow, you will have made 35,000 choices. Now, some of those are somewhat insignificant, but some of them will, over time will make a huge difference in your life. So that's called personal responsibility over one's own choices. But one of those choices today was you click play. And because you did so, it is my prayer that something that will be said here will lift you, encourage you, edify you, or even challenge you. And that is my mission. Well, we are on Apple and Spotify or YouTube. And if you're listening on a platform that allows you to uh, drive while you're listening, be sure that your eyes are straight ahead, hands at nine and three, and enjoy the conversation. If you're on a platform that allows you to comment, please do. The more you comment, what kind of things do you comment? Like, tell me who you are and where you're from and how many episodes and just something personal about yourself or just comment on something that one of our guest speakers is saying. And hey, I was raised Southern Baptist. Just say amen every now and then. That'll work for me. The more times you comment, the more chances you get for a great gift from me. Well, the very best way to ensure that you always receive these episodes. So everybody say it with me. Best way. The very best way to ensure that you never miss an episode is to sign up for my concierge service. I don't know about y'all, but I love a concierge service. I just love it when people take care of me in a hotel or any other organization. And so I want to take care of you. So by signing up at lindatupin.com, you will receive every episode in your email inbox every Thursday at 7 p.m. It's just a special concierge service that I'm doing for you. It's absolutely free of charge. Now, I'm going to do today what they do on TikTok. I've been watching these and I know how to do it now. <laughs> All right. If you're on your laptop to sign up, it's in the upper right-hand corner. If you're on your phone, it's in the upper left-hand corner of my website. So see how the magic just happened there and those screens appeared and those sign-up buttons? I'm getting good at it. Okay. Anyway, well, over at lindatupin.com, in addition to signing up, you will find some wonderful souvenirs with our mantra. Over behind my shoulder is a seven-foot piece of art with our mantra. It is the foundation for our podcast. So say it with me with conviction and passion. I am where I am by the choices I've made or I've allowed other people to make for me. That is personal responsibility. And so today you will find it on the coffee mug of all of my guest speakers, but you can have one too. And the little word choices, like it comes in pink and red and green and orange, or you can have it on an eight by eight canvas print. And you can put those on these little stands that you get down at Hobby Lobby or Target. I've seen these in therapist office. I've seen them in doctor's offices. You can put them in your classroom. You can put them in your home to remind people that they are where they are by the choices they've made or they've allowed other people to make for them. And also for the very first time we have, and you'll see it on the screen, a two and a quarter by two and a quarter inch kitchen magnet. Now, all of these are very reasonably priced, but I even have better news for you today. If you're running it as a promotion or you're giving it as a gift or a prize, you can get a 20% discount when you order five or more by just using the promo code LT20. LT, like Linda Tupin, LT20. Well, I said that you'll get a chance at a gift by commenting, liking, and sharing. But uh, today, I'm going to announce the winner from a previous episode who did just that. 
And so this is from episode number 19, which featured Leah Lachlan and Ari Hathaway, who did an amazing job talking about school choice. Were you so impressed by all of these moms that I've had this month? I mean, I wanted to go back and raise my kids again after watching their episodes. Anyway, from episode number 19, drum roll please. Our winner was Deborah Roberts. Congratulations, Deborah. She is from Lake Station, Indiana, and she will receive a gift. Now you can receive a gift. All you have to do is comment, like, and share, and your name will be uh, entered into the drawing. Well, I'm excited to introduce a new sponsor today. Now, before I introduce a new sponsor, some of you have been saying, Linda, what happened to Adrena Femme? That great product I was taking, it's like sold out. Well, they are like so many other places in America, guys. They're having an ingredient shortage. It may be a few more weeks. I don't know about you, but I'm holding on to my last few few supplements because it is what keeps me focused, okay, and lifts the fog. So I just wanted to let you know I haven't abandoned Dr. Edwards. Uh, we just had to quit talking about it because everybody and their brother wanted a bottle and then they had the ingredient shortage. So we'll come back. But our new sponsor is... Curtis J. Hanna. Now, y'all met Curtis in episode number 12. He's been in my life forever, you guys. And you can find him at curtis.pink or also on Facebook at Curtis J. Hanna. Now, you'll see on his professional page, it says creating confidence through experience. So what does that mean? It means whenever you do something, the more you do it, the more confident you become. So what does he offer? Technology. Okay, I know, just roll your eyes right now and go, oh my gosh, it is a love-hate relationship with technology. Well, he has been in my life for over 20 years. And, you know, one of the most beautiful things about this podcast that I love the most is all the people that have made my life so wonderful, I'm giving them to you. I'm giving them to you because I've had a wonderful life and I want you to have a wonderful life. And I don't know if you know, but technology can cause stress and stress can cause cancer. Yes, I just said that. And so I'm all about being healthy. And so in order to fix your technology problems, I mean, you guys, there has to be, everybody out there has to have wanted to throw this phone across the room or throw their laptop off their desk on any given day. Well, that's when you go to a little piece of paper on your desk and you say, Curtis's to-do list. And it's your bug list. It's those little bitty quirky things about your phone and your computer that make you want to throw it. Well, Curtis fixes it. That's what he does. And you guys, I know thousands of people that know a lot about technology, but I know one that is good at teaching technology. He's kind, he's patient, he's understanding, and he doesn't make you feel stupid, okay? And that's why I love him so much, all right? And so he can help you, and he's so reasonably priced, you guys. Now, in addition to helping you with your bug list, you, on his website, you'll see classes that he offers. And in addition, many of you know that for 40 years, I conducted huge programs from 100 people to five and 6,000 people. And the man behind all that technology the last 20 of those years was Curtis. So if you're needing somebody to help you virtually or in person with a program, he's your man. Okay, well, before we meet our two guest speakers today, let's do a real quick recap. Episodes number one through four, this all started in December of last year, was on mental health. So make a note if you're like, woo, we need, I need some help there. Episodes five through seven was physical health. Episodes eight through 16 uh, dealt with what does it truly, truly, truly take to work a business from home. Now, some of you were working from home for your corporate job, and some of you are working businesses on your own. You own your own business from your home, and, and it's clearly the going thing these days. So that those episodes are for you eight through 16, and there's literally hundreds of years of experience from my guest speakers who have mastered it. 17, episode 17 is required listening for every woman in America. I will not be happy until every woman in America and the world has listened to episode 17. So if you're taking notes, make a big circle and make sure you're sharing that with every woman you know. It is my personal and integrative doctor, functional doctor, Dr. Lena Edwards. And then episodes 18 through 21 that we just finished was on children, grandchildren, and schools, and school choice, and school boards. And if you were with me last week with Bette Pate, who did an incredible job about Christian grandparents, 
I said, hey, in the end of June, we're going to be heading down on the road and we're going to learn how to pack and we're going to learn how to travel. And those are my next episodes. And then as soon as I stopped filming that episode, we had another school shooting. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I mean, the first thing I said when it all happened is, why are we so broken? What is wrong with us? I mean, those of us who grew up in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and even the 80s, like we knew all kinds of kids who had guns in their pickup trucks. And I mean, we were surrounded with guns and nobody ever thought the thought of killing another person or rarely, especially not children. And you just feel like in such despair. And I thought, I can't do it. I can't go into another series of episodes without bringing two people to you today that spend their life working, thank God they do, with the broken. And I'm going to be honest with you. I know I have a very skewed filter about life. I chose a profession in sales. And I work with driven people, happy people, people who set goals, people who strive for great things. I worked with the middle of the bell curve people, taking them to a higher level. That was my job for 40 years. And I know I did not even begin to see a fraction of the broken. And so I know that skews, that skews my viewpoint. And so before I bring them on, I'm going to go back to my own website back to last fall when I started this, because it really applies to why these two people are on the screen with me today. My, uh, I don't like the word um, mission statement, so politically correct. So this is kind of why I did what I did. It just said, in times like these, we need strong, competent citizens. Okay, is this ringing bell? In times like these, we need strong, competent citizens who are healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Consider your time with me each week to be a life skills class filled with hope and strategy for a better you, which in turn will make a better world. So we're going to focus today on hope and strategy. So let me introduce you to two very special people who thank God he called them to work with the dysfunctional, with the broken. So the first beautiful woman I'm going to introduce to you is Ladima Cummins. And she has worked in the mental health field for over 30 years, wow, as a psychiatric nurse practitioner. And she's worked with individuals and families providing therapy, group counseling, and medication management. Ladima's clients have struggled with everything from mild anxiety and depression to severe mental illnesses. And currently, she is providing consultation services along with medication management for people with dementia. Ladima is most excited about her business that she started a year ago called the Willow Group. Isn't that a beautiful name? Through this business, she provides a monthly podcast, which I have had the privilege of listening to, called Embrace the Rassle. Isn't that so timely embrace the wrestle which covers topics related to mental health and just life in general and she's also offering life coaching for women wanting to raise their success level in their career path the second beautiful woman we're going to meet today laura young shoulders was a single parent of two when she made the decision to return to school to study social work after several years as a blue collar factory worker isn't that cool See, you can change your life by simply making a choice. Her experience includes time in the justice system where she worked with the public defender's office in both juvenile and circuit court. Her primary role here was to bring alternative sentencing options, including intervention and treatment in lieu of incarceration in an effort to identify and address underlying factors contributing to delinquency. She also ran a juvenile drug court for three years. Upon leaving the justice system, Laura worked in the community mental health field as a therapist for two children's psychiatric residential treatment facilities before entering private practice. And for the past 13 years, Laura has worked in a private psychiatric medical practice as a clinical psychotherapist, answering the call to help others achieve deeper 
healing, and freedom. She has recently retired from that clinical practice to launch a brand new healing ministry where she will marry her clinical experience with the mission of Jesus Christ through prayer, counsel, and coaching. It is my great honor to bring two precious friends to the screen today, Dima and Laura. Good morning, girls. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Miss Dima, you're up in Indianapolis this morning? Yes. Yes, and it's sunny outside. <laughs> We've had a lot well, of rain lately. Well, you know, when my son was deciding where he was going to do his residency and eventually his practice, because he's a doctor, I said, just don't go north. Just don't go north. <laughs> If you want me to go, you can go south, but don't go north. <laughs> so I appreciate people who live up north and have to endure more winter. Laura, what about you? You're over in Owensboro, Kentucky. Yeah, Western Kentucky. It's really nice outside. It's pretty mild. Is it's it? Really good. Sun shining, yeah. Well, girls, y'all get your coffee mugs in time. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I put this podcast together on like a moment's notice and you all were so gracious to change your schedules around this week because obviously all of this just happened that we just unfortunately had to witness and I had to get you your mug. So thank you for that. Well, everybody's anxious to hear from you today, including me. And so I'd like to just kind of start with your story. Dima, why did you decide to go into the field? I mean, I mean, do you even remember how that decision yeah, was well, made? I do. I was very fortunate because I knew from the time I was about four years old that I wanted to be a nurse because I had an older cousin that was in nursing school and I got to go to school with her one day and they had mannequins in the beds that looked like patients and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. So there I was, I was going to be a nurse and I did. And then uh, when I finished nursing school, I worked in um, a pediatric, pediatric intensive care unit and then a trauma center, and I enjoyed the trauma center. However, I was always the one that wanted to know what was going on behind whatever had happened to the people that came in. So, and whenever we knew that we had a mental health or psychiatric patient come in and I was on duty, I was the one that got to manage that patient. So anyway, I went back to school, got my master's in psychiatric nursing and um, have loved it. It's afforded me a lot of different um, experiences and opportunities. I primarily worked with people in outpatient settings and, and only with adults, um, but just about every adult population there is. And most of my career was uh, spent in working in an inner city community mental health center or at the Indianapolis VA Medical Center. So, wow. So you, you've seen some pretty harsh things in your life. I have. Yes. Yes. So, and that was, that was something that, you know, I wanted the audience to understand is my filter is skewed because, you know, I grew up in a very healthy home. I had a very healthy life, you know, as far as mental, being around mentally healthy people. And sometimes my judgment is a little bit skewed because I don't see what everybody else sees that are in your field. Well, Dima, I'm sure that thousands of patients have been blessed because you made that decision when you were four years old. <laughs> I hope so. Laura, what about you? I know from the introduction, this was not, you didn't decide this when you were four. <laughs> um, actually, when I was a little girl, I wanted to, um, I wanted to like kick in doors and be a DEA agent. <laughs> um, I know that's. I've always sort of been the on the edge of norm kind of person. But um, when I was 16, uh, I got pregnant and, um, you know, found myself in a position like uh, of needing, needing help, needing people. I, I grew up in a home where um, both my parents are still married. You know, I grew up in a, in a pretty sound home um, in, in most ways, M made some poor decisions. Um, and found myself in a blue collar uh, situation, making ends meet. 
And um, when I decided to go back to school, I really enjoyed the judicial system. I enjoyed um, diving in and being able to do the interviews with the people to find out how did you come to be? How did this end up being your path? And um, I really thought that that was going to be my career goal. I really thought that that's what I was going to do. And um, like many things in government, the funding wasn't there. And um, I didn't get to follow the path that I had created for myself. And um, so I went looking for a job and ended up as a therapist at a psychiatric residential treatment facility um, in two children's homes. And my eyes were opened very quickly to um, a reality that I was completely unprepared for. School does not prepare you uh, honestly <laughs> for, uh, what you're going to encounter. And, um, you want to talk about go home and give your kids a hug, you know, kind of stuff. And so, um, I did that for about a year. Um, and honestly, um, it was just a very intense, it was a very intense year. Um, a lot of just, trying to rationalize things in my own mind. How is this really the world? <laughs> what, have I been living under a rock? I thought I'd been living, <laughs> you know? Um, so anyway, I accidentally landed in um, a position in, um, in a, a medical practice, a psychiatrist's office. And um, it became my passion because as I grew myself as I healed myself I was then able to share that with other people um, we are wounded healers you know uh, I believe and so um, it just became my passion to be able to help others to um, you know overcome their trauma overcome the world the what the world has done to get back to our deepest identity that's just become my passion and so that's sort of why I've made the decision to um, not be necessarily in um, public corporate medicine, you know, because yeah, no. people are people, people aren't numbers, people aren't statistics, they're people. And I'm just I'm fortunate because I'm in a position where I can do that. So I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful. Yeah. I'm very excited. So, well, I've heard that sentence more than once with Dr. Lena Edwards when she talked about why she left traditional medicine and went into her own practice and integrated functional medicine because people are not numbers, they're individuals and they need more than five minutes um, and a drug. Um, so, okay, is it just Linda's Pollyanna-ish uh, attitude or is our society broken? It just feels like everything is crumbling around us. And, you know, I'm, you know, the school shooting is just one incident. We could go on and on. You all have to see this every single day. Has it always been this way? Is, is, has society always been broken or is it on a rapid incline? I mean, what are you guys seeing in your offices? So, Laura, we'll, we'll start first with you because you're you've been out there with kids and kids is kind of what brought this whole topic to our forefront so are we broken there is a lot of brokenness in our society there is in my opinion a lot of broken family systems are broken um i just feel like there's no hope people don't know how to dream they don't have they there's just no hope I, I feel like um, I feel like that the breakdown of the family, um, the breakdown of society, people will eat anything that they are fed. And we just see a lot of negative. The world is negative. There's always a negative spin on things unless you go looking for the positive. And um, many people anymore don't have role models. Uh, you know, I feel like that um, people are so influenced by media. They're so influenced uh, by the current events in the world. And um, I, I do. I believe that there's a brokenness. 
I don't think it's without hope, but I do believe that there's a brokenness and I just see a culture of depression, anxiety, and just almost a blatant disregard for the value of life in general. Okay. Well, it's, it's interesting because obviously my audience knows that I talk to everybody before we ever get on here. And, and one of the things that I remember we talked about, you brought up is just the lack of positive role models constantly being put in front of you. So, you know, again, my filter is as a child growing up, the movies I watched, the TV shows, there was full of role models. Like every TV show was good versus evil. Everyone was good versus evil. And there was, you know, you wanted to be the person on the show who was the good guy, the good person. And, you know, it's hard to find even a good guy in a TV show or a movie now. And, and we, were, we were taught and we read books about people who overcome enormous odds in their life. And those were the people that we were to aspire to, were the people who had overcome all the bad stuff, okay? But you're right, I, I don't see it anymore. I don't see that in our media as, as being put out there. So thank you for bringing that up, Laura. Adima, you're working mainly with adults, but but so would you say we've always been this broken or is it on an incline and why? I, I do think it's on an incline. And like Laura said, I think the breakdown of the nuclear family has a lot to do with it. Uh, I think with the media, all the social media, we have so much news that we're just inundated with every day if if we allow that and i think i think we have a, a nation of weary people weary adults weary parents weary grandparents and and i think what happens is when we're tired and down about the circumstances in our world in our nation in our community then we don't have very much tolerance for anything that's different from us. We don't have any tolerance for change or um, any kind of stress. And so then I think that feeds into everybody kind of being at everybody's throats about things. And what I tell people that I see, my clients, is turn off the news. Because yes. I don't care which um, side of the fence you're watching your news on, it's all negative and it's, it's just, it all makes me angry. So just turn it off and, and be careful about what you're doing on social media too, because I think we have to really focus on surrounding ourselves with positivity. And that may sound kind of Pollyannish, but I think we have to be very intentional about that to surround ourselves with people that are positive, um, people that aren't going to be talking about all the world ugliness, um, that you can talk about hope. You can talk about future-oriented things. Dream, yes, dream. Um, and so I think, I think that's a big piece of it. I, and I talk to people about that a lot. And I know myself, I mean, we can't always just cut out the people in our lives that are more negative, but we can limit the time that we spend with the people that bring us down, you know, because oftentimes those people that are very negative minded and, and want to talk about politics and all that kind of stuff are family, are family members. And so we're obviously not going to, you know, kick them out of our lives, but I think we can minimize the amount of time that we spend with them and not engage in those kind of conversations. Right. Right. Well, it's interesting that that you that you brought that up because one of the things I was thinking about as I was listening to your answer is the other thing that has changed since I was a child is the way we view our national leaders. Okay? Because right now the most toxic word in everybody's vocabulary is the name of any recent president. And you'll just immediately alienate half the country, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that has not always been the case. You know, I grew up with JFK, 
Okay. I grew up with a man who constantly talked about hopes and dreams and what we were going to accomplish and all, everything was hopes and dreams. Okay. And then really even went through like Reagan and Jimmy Carter. I mean, it really continued all in through there where people talked about things that brought people together. And, you know, because I come from a different filter and I have been a leader for all of these years, as I listen to every president and, it, and they're all guilty of it, I think, oh my gosh, if you had phrased that differently, you could have brought us together. If you had, your goal was to, to sh show us our commonality instead of our differences, you would have brought us together. You have to show commonality. We all are the same. And, uh, and that's sad, you know, because I don't know other than, you know, I don't know how to fix that piece. And then the other thing that you said, Dima, was the dilution, the dilution of the negativity. And that's going to bring us into the, the, the last question, which is the one I'm most focused on today, which is how do we fix it? Can we fix it? And what can the average middle of the American bell curve person who maybe doesn't see this every day, but knows that there's a big problem, what do we do? And so I'm going to start that conversation with something you said, Dima, about diluting, because I'm a, I've always taught in my line of work that you have to focus on the positive and then people will say, well, the most, you know, I, you know, you become like the five people you hang around. And so one of those people might be social media. One of those might be the news. And I have said for decades, turn off the news. You can mm -hmm. read the news as a completely different emotion when you read it. And, um, but that when you have a negative person in your life, or you have this person that just sends you over the edge, that you have to dilute them. Just like you would dilute a toxin in a gallon of water, you know, it could kill you a drop of it, but if it's in a gallon of water, it probably won't kill you. And so you have to balance what you're feeding yourself versus what the world is feeding you. And you said it, both of you said it, you've got to go out and get that and bring it into your life. So let's get to the question at hand. So Dima, I'll start with you on this one. I'm the average middle of the bell curve person out here, okay? I may or may not have children. I may or may not have grandchildren, but I see the brokenness. I want to be, I want to make a difference. I don't want to leave this world more broken than when I came into it. What can I do to help? Well, again, I think that you, we need to be intentional about finding positive people that we can be around. Um, and and maybe that's going to be outside of our family. Maybe it's going to be outside of our neighbors. Um, you know, look within your community. Um, if some people find a very strong support group within their church. Um, for some people, that is not the answer. But really looking for people that, that show a, a sense of respect to other people. I, I think that's another thing. When you were talking about our political world, I think in the past, even if we had um, a difference or didn't agree with who the president was, we still showed um, some respect for that person. But I don't see that today. And, and, and I, that trickles down to just our individual lives too. I think that there are so many people that, that have lost respect, maybe lost respect for themselves and don't know how to show respect to other people as well. But again, I think just seeking out positive people and surrounding ourselves with the things that bring joy to ourselves. Okay, for some people that's reading, um, being in nature, I think can make a big difference with how we, just how we feel internally and then how we react or respond to the world. Um, I know for myself, when I'm feeling pretty down about things or, you know, like things are pretty dismal, I always like to turn to something that is going to make me laugh. Something that's funny, whether it's a TV show or just, you know, reading something online or, or whatever, and it can bring me out of that negative, heavy state and then go forward from there. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dima. Laura, what about you? I feel like um, that if we want to make a difference, we have to pay attention. <laughs> we have to pay attention. We have people see what they're looking for. 
And Mm -hmm. I think it has to be about being intentional. Um, I think in general, people tend to be by our own human nature, self-focused. And I think Mm -hmm. it has to be an intentional um, commitment to make a difference. Um, And we have to stop for the one. If you see something that looks off or if the sense that you get about something is, you know, that, that there's just, that there's something there that's negative, a a hello, Um, looking at someone and asking that genuine question, what's going on? You know, it doesn't always have to be, how are you? Because people will lie. So you, what's going on? And then listen, listen. And you don't even have to have the answer. A lot of times people just want to be heard. They just want to be heard because in many, in many situations, there's not one answer or the answer today may be different than the answer, um, you know, yesterday or the answer tomorrow, but listen and be present. But we have to get, we have to get out of ourselves and into others. And, and if you really want to, um, to have a chance at making a difference and, and it's a ripple effect. It can be a trip, a, a ripple effect in how that impacts um, a person's life, how it impacts a community, a family. Um, you know, people, these kids, even, even adults, vulnerable adults, we're all vulnerable in some capacity, but we don't have to have, um, the strength doesn't have to come from our blood relatives. Most people, people just need somebody they just need somebody to that that they know care. You just need to know that someone cares. That someone went out of their way. They might not even be able to articulate it, or might not even be able to put it to words. But it can really change how someone feels about themselves um, just by knowing that hey, someone actually stopped to ask me what was going on. Um, well, you know. I'm always fascinated, Laura and Dima, by, you know, motivational stories and and so many things that you all both have just talked about. You know, when you think about the starfish story about the little boy on the beach and there's a million starfishes there and he picks one up and the guy goes, oh, my gosh, you know, you're never going to save them all. And he goes, but I saved that one and it made a difference to that one. And it has, as Laura said, it has a ripple effect. You know, it's the paying forward. You know, there's a, a great motivational movie from probably the 90s, is back when we made movies that had good guys, bad guys, and positive messaging. But anyway, it was called Pay Forward. And it's like doing something for someone. Now, today we see it in, in kind of quirky ways. Like, you know, we go through the drive-thru and the person in front of you has paid for you. And I try to do that almost every week. I try to do that like at McDonald's or, or Chick-fil-A or Starbucks. You know, and, you know, and I can do that financially. I can do that no matter what happens. I can, I can do it. But we see instances where it's gone on for hours and hours. And, 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 and I think people are hungry to do kind things. They just need someone to show them the kindness first. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just a, a real life explanation. But so Okay, I, I think about a lot of people I know, and they don't see the brokenness. I mean, they're not surrounded with it. They see it on TV, but they don't see it. They don't see it in their community. Maybe they live in a community or in a church or, or in a situation where they just don't see it. And I think a lot of people want to be that one person that listens. They really do want to be a mentor. Mm-hmm. Where would you find <clears throat> broken kids? I mean, where do you go to find them? Laura, where do you find them? Where, <laughs> where can they find? come to? No. Um, I, I really think, Linda, you know, they're everywhere. Even in our upper middle class families, mm-hmm. mid, uh, you know, everywhere. This, I think society today, these kids have been raised and and I'm I'm making a, a canned general statement so there's always the exception let me just say that but most of these kids now are raised by parents who have been in who who came into like the technology era and I think that these parents have become addicted sometimes to their screens and social media and kids have been raised 
um, not necessarily by their family, not necessarily in a wholesome family environment. So it doesn't really matter whether, you know, um, you are upper middle class or whether you um, are in the housing projects. There, There is always going to be a child, a young person, or even an, an, an adult who, who just needs an ear or who is having some really negative thoughts living a life that is hopeless, dark, dismal. I mean, it's everywhere. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be cliche, but there is no, um, where there might've been a time where, you know, you go to this part of town and you go, you know, to this organization. It's just not that, that's just not the case anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Dima? Laura, do you think if we went to like the school systems in our communities that people within the school system could help direct people to kids or families that need some extra support or? You know, I'd like to say yes. And maybe it depends probably on how large your community is. But if I'm honest, everybody's so scared that someone's going to perpetrate on somebody else that, oh my you know, do you even really have access? Yeah, true. And, well, and I know my how many how many people are going to take that step? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they will if they're really super intentional or if they've, you know, decided that there's, or, or if they've got a personal mission to do something, but mm-hmm. you know, is that accessibility to, to kids like that? Is that really, um, is that really a realistic thing? Maybe you know, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would say for the majority of people, you just have to look with where you're already associated. Look at your country club. Look at the kid who is hanging out on the in the locker room or the kid who's dressed all, you know, at the swimming pool, but is not swimming or, you know, they're, they're everywhere. Well, they're and it's interesting what you said, Dima, because I know my son and his wife, my son started a chess club in school and like, we wanted to go and volunteer. It's like a big deal to be able to get access to those kids to even volunteer. And so, but I think the message here for everybody who's watching is the world is full of people who need you. And so maybe change the filter on your eyes and, and certainly don't look at everybody like they need you, but they'll present themselves to you. I think that, you know, you, uh, I think both of you said in, in one way or the other, people see what they're looking for. Okay. People see what they're looking for. And so I think uh, if, if we take our eyes off our devices and we start just being observant around us, and I guess that's why I loved, I go out to eat every day by myself. I, I love it because I get to watch people. And, you know, you learn so much by doing that. And and I think it's just those little acts of kindness, those random acts of kindness. I know that's so cliche-ish, but can you imagine if 300 million people in America today did a random act of kindness? Yeah. I mean, think about the accumulative effect of that. And for those of you who did not see the episode prior to this one, this one is episode 21. So it would have been episode 20 with Beth Vernon. There's a brand new ministry that's targeting 30 million Christian grandparents. It only takes 10% of a culture activated and motivated to change a culture. So if 30 million Christian grandparents decided to take a more active role in the spiritual upbringing and the guidance, the moral Mm -hmm. compass of a child, our problem would be solved. That's how simple it is. And of course, not everybody's going to do it. And some people need to do two or three, but I think you both have given me so much hope today. And, and I think you've given my audience tremendous hope today. Are there any things, I mean, both of you have your own businesses to help individuals. And there may be some people who are watching today that just need some individual counseling. And both of you offer that. So Dima, we'll start first with the Willow Group, just the new group that you started a year ago. Would you tell us briefly about that? Sure. But before I do that, I just want to share a quote that I came across this past week listening to a podcast. And it's actually from uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he says, we need to reach out in love, compassion, and courage. 
And I think that kind of sums up everything that we've been talking about in terms of how we need to reach out to other people that we see. So I just love that though. Love, compassion, and courage. Because it does take courage to step out of our comfort zone to be able to help somebody else or to recognize somebody else. So anyway, the, the Willow Group. So the Willow Group um, is where I do the podcast. It's the sponsor of the podcast, Embrace the Wrestle, Wrestle Like Wrestling. Um, and it's everything mental health and life in general. And I'm doing one podcast a month and it's on any, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, you should be able to find it. And then I'm also excited to say that I'm starting to um, do some coaching with women who want to level up their success in their career. Um, and it's really about looking inside and what those obstacles are that get in our way and, and figuring out a way to um, eliminate or go around those obstacles. So awesome. And so could you tell the audience how to reach out to you personally for that? I know we can find um, Embrace the Wrestle on any podcast platform, but how would they reach out to you? So you can reach out to me. Um, I have a website and it's www.embracetherussell.net, all lowercase. And, or you can reach me at my email, ladema, L-A-D-E-M-A, all lowercase, at gmail, oh no, at embracetherussell.net. So ladema at embracetherussell.net. Too many emails to remember. <laughs> it's okay. All right, Dima, we'll have that on the screen. And it'll also be a link in our text, wherever you found this podcast, that you can just click and go there. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Laura, you have uh, also a brand new service called Under the Mantle. Tell us about Under the Mantle. Um, before I um, get into that, I just wanted to just leave one little nugget. I think sometimes people really have a desire, but may not know, well, what can I do? They may not feel equipped. They may not feel, um, you know, worthy or like they're going to do something wrong whenever they want to go out and just to make a difference. And I, I would, I, I would suggest maybe an approach, just what would you do if that was your child? What would you do if that was your grandchild? What would you do if that was your niece, your nephew? It doesn't have to be, it's not a skill. It's a move of the heart. Ooh, and and so I, I, I would just say that you are equipped. You're breathing, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you've got a heart full of love and a desire to do something. Just, just move out of that place and you can't go wrong. Thank you. So That's under the mantle. Um, this has been brewing in my heart for a couple of years. Um, just seeing that, um, you know, in, in mental health, we deal a lot with the, the science of the mind, you know, but truly knowing that we are mind, body, and spirit, uh, you know, we are a whole person, mind, body, and spirit. And, um, in it, I just want to help people to be reintegrated into that place of wholeness um, and, and really looking at the things that keep us from being whole and, and in alignment with our mind, body, and spirit. So um, things like mother wounds, father wounds, forgiveness or, or unforgiveness, strongholds, um, things that, that we tend to, no matter how much um, we work on them there. It's still there. Um, and, and I have a great respect for, for therapy and for mental health. And, um, but sometimes we need more, um, mm -hmm. because we are mind, body, and spirit and everything that goes like 95% of the things that happen in our mind and emotion manifest physically in our body. And, and so much physical wellness can come from emotional healing and spiritual healing that um I, I just feel this call to journey with people to a place of wholeness so i'm really excited like this this i'm still working on the um i'm still working on the brand and launching website and all that so 
this, this is why you knew last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what well, uh, And they can reach you to find out more about your service and what you're doing at your uh, Gmail account? Yes, main and mantle at gmail.com. M-A-N-E, like a lion's mane. And A-N-D, mantle, M-A-N-T-L-E at gmail.com. Okay. All right. And you'll see that logo up on our screen. And all of this will be obviously in our text information. Well, I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. I feel affirmed. And, you know, and that's kind of my mission with every one of these episodes, guys, is that people leave going, okay, there is hope. There is hope. And, and sometimes in a very dark world and very dark times that we may be experiencing right now, that there is hope. And the hope lies within each of us. And where we get our strength is obviously from a greater power. And so you guys, um, you know, it's all one big package. <laughs> you can't do one without the other. And, and so uh, all these beautiful people that have come to you, and especially today on such late notice, I just want to cry, Dima and Laura, for, for coming because this is so hard for people to think that they would send their children to school and, 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 mm -hmm. and not come home because of just the brokenness. And, and, and so all we can do is what the one little boy did, we can save the one starfish and it will make a difference. And so I just challenge everybody today, your homework is to start believing in yourself that you can make a difference. Laura, when you said uh, it's a movement of the heart and you are equipped, you are equipped guys to do this. And so reach out to Dima, reach out to Laura. If you personally need some help, these are people I would trust with my life. I've sought counseling with both of these women on personal issues or situations where I was like, I don't know how to deal with this because I know this is what they do for a living and I trust them or I wouldn't bring them here to you today if I didn't. So all their information is in the text information. Use these resources, you guys, and invest in yourself. Laura. Thema, you have been a bright, shiny light. Thank you all so very Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, you guys. I promise you the next episode will be on the road. <laughs> we'll, be learning, we'll be learning how to pack. You're going to meet Kinder Cross, who is an expert packer. I'm going to be taking notes myself. And then I'm going to pull on my wisdom of two million air miles and a whole lot of car miles to tell you about travel. So get ready for the rest of June episodes. Thank you guys so much for being part of Common Sense Choices. Remember to like, share, and comment. And your name will be entered into a drawing. And check out our store at lindatufin.com and remember our concierge service. And I would love to deliver every one of these episodes directly to you. All right, Laura, Dima, I will talk with you guys later. Again, a million thank yous. All right, thanks thank everybody. You. Bye.